genre. Harry hanging outside the window. Hanging outside the... I keep saying window. He's not hanging out a window. He's literally, like, <laughs> falling out of a car. It's very different. Yeah, like, several, several, several feet. I'm gonna say this a lot in this minute, I'm sure. Oh. But, like... The fact that Ron struggles to pull Harry into the car is really satisfying to me. Oh? Yeah. Yeah, because, like, how many... I I could name a million movies that have the moment of, like, take my hand, and then everything's fine. And the fact that, like, Harry slips and has to complain, like, your hand's all sweaty... Is like so <laughs> real. It's it like feels so authentic. He's like, of course it's sweaty. I'm trying to fly yeah. this bloody car. Yeah. You're falling out the. You're falling out yeah. the door. It's good stuff. Of course, we'll talk. Of we'll get real deep into it. But uh, it is. It is very. This minute is very satisfying. I'd be surprised me. if his if his hand wasn't sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I'm already. We have stuff to talk about. He he's gonna be one of those guys that when he's around girls, his palms get sweaty. Oh, poor Ron. <laughs> poor Ron. Okay, okay. Shall we do this? I think we should do this. We, we solemnly swear we're up to no good. good. everybody to Harry Potter and the Chamber of Minutes, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute. Oh my goodness. One magical <laughs> minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Cope. And we are wrapping up the week with the wonderful hosts of Mad Max Minute, Rick and Julia. Welcome back, you guys. Right now I've got two men. Two men with a gut full of fear, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Dying times here. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. They're gonna. They're gonna be fine. I'm sure. <laughs> nah, they'll pull through. No, no. Harry's gonna fall to his death. We talked about this yesterday. This is this is it. The credits roll here. Like no more. We're done. Okay. So does yeah, that no mean more the Harry Potter minute by minute? Of Secrets is just a Jacob's Ladder situation. Like Harry actually falls, and then in the last <laughs> few moments of consciousness, he just imagines everything that happens. Yeah. The whole rest of this movie is all... No, no. It actually happened. It actually happened like... Harry's just been hallucinating from the cupboard under the stairs this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He had a psychotic break and he is imagining a world where he is important and lauded he, and powerful. Not only important, he's the chosen yes. one. Yes. <laughs> oh, what a delusional little child. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is probably the darkest way we can right where it's 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 rick's influence it's just when we... how would you feel how would you feel at the end of this series if it had turned out that it was all in harry's head oh for, for let me tell that you long? let me Jeez. tell you that is my least favorite trope period the like Oh, it was actually all a dream. Mm. Then, like, why did you tell me this story? Yeah, then what was like, the point? What is the point? What is the point of that? You negated everything by doing that. 
Yeah. I can just imagine totally it, though. Understand. Like, you get to the end of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. They show Harry next to Ginny, sending their kids onto the train. And all of a sudden, you hear this loud thud. And that loud thud is Dudley stomping down the stairs and, like, 11-year-old yes. Harry wakes up under the stairs. Oh. And he's oh. right back where he started. Oh, I would be the- devastated. I would cry. <laughs> I would just cry. I'd be like, right? are you serious? You? <laughs> like, what? This kid is still here? What? No, none of the, none none of the of characters? No. The only, really? the only, the only time I've ever seen this trope done that I really liked it was after the end of Breaking Bad when they did the like little oh, short of him yeah, that was waking up in bed next to his wife from Malcolm from in the Middle. middle. You're like, oh my god, I just had this crazy dream. That's like the best. That was pretty great. Yeah, I don't even watch Breaking Bad, but I watched Malcolm in the Middle, and so like that was hilarious to me just out of that. Yeah, like, I was like, that's great. Yeah, because he's so Brian Cranston is so good. He's amazing in both of those roles. I think they do a joke in some show in which uh they just it's just him with a plain background. And and he like sneezes or coughs, and they hand him an, hand him an award. Yeah. <laughs> he just goes, "Thank you." Like, like that's all he had to do. He's like, "Yes." Oh, I love him. I love him so much. He was on. This is way way off topic, but he was on uh, the Nerdist podcast a couple times. Just listening to him talk about like the work that he put in to like get where he is today is super admirable. He like lived in a house with five other guys, like struggling as an actor before he actually like got in he, anything. He he earned he earned his, his absolutely his place. absolutely. Love that guy. <gasps> Breaking Bad. <didn't> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so <laughs> me, me, me and Gary were, were making jokes on the uh, on our weekend edition about uh, elaborating on Steven Spielberg's American cast for oh! Harry Potter. Shit, I forgot we did that. 90s era, like, Malcolm in the Middle, like, Brian Cranston from 90s era, that silly Brian Cranston, Gilderoy Lockhart. (laughs) I'm into that! I'm so into that! That just, like, I just, that came to my head right now, and I was like, oh my god, I'm like, yes. Oh god, that'd be so good. That'd be so, so good. Part of me would rather him be Arthur Weasley, but Gilderoy would be great. That could also work. Either one would I would want him to be Gilderoy Lockhart, but then that means that I really, really want the return of Gilderoy Lockhart in the later books. Right. Because we don't get that with uh, Branagh, no. and it's unfortunate. No, we don't. Um, uh, one, one of these days, I'm going to, like, type out this whole, like, thing, like, on our page of, like, the American the, cast. Yes. I we'll was so there. I was so delighted to everything. Dumbledore is my favorite thing. <laughs> Dumbledore! <laughs> Jeff Bridges, Guys, Dumbledore. Uh, oh, those of you perfect. listening, if you don't... If you right? don't subscribe it's the dumble dude. to to Harry <laughs> uh, to the Harry Potter Minute Patreon page, Victoria and I have been having a lot of fun with the Quibbler episodes that we've been putting out this season. Uh, so you could join us over there. It's like four dollars a month to subscribe to the show, and we do episodes every weekend. And uh, and apparently lately we are we are casting the American version yep. of Harry Potter. That was my favorite one from this weekend. Dumbledore was, was Dumbledore. I forgot about Dumbledore no, until right. It was now. my favorite thing. I'm like, no, I need this to happen. <sighs> we were. I was crying. We were laughing so hard. <laughs> but see, and it works because instead of a bathrobe, it's just the, <laughs> it's robe, the robe. But it's open. Like he doesn't care. Uh huh. Like, he's wearing like a he's wearing a t-shirt for like a Muggle band underneath. Right? Like, he's... It's literally the Dumbledore from those comics. 
Yes. That attitude, but it's just Jeff Bridges. It's like, oh, I just, I see my, I see myself holding a pair of socks and they're like scantily clad thigh highs. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the fishnet stockings. Yeah, I love it. I love garters it. Garters and I love it. Yeah, no. We're, okay. Okay. So today <laughs> we're here to talk about minute 30. Uh, minute 30 starts with Ron reaching for Harry and it ends with him losing control of the car. Um, and then my very, very first note is just, Ron's hand is all sweaty. Yes. Because... Because he's a young boy. Because he is a young boy, and this is a perilous situation, and let me tell you, as a guy who gets sweaty hands when I'm nervous, like, I understand Ron here. <laughs> it's like, of course they're sweaty. And like, in so many other movies, when you have that moment of like, just just reach out and take my hand, <laughs> like, it, it's so... It's always so perfect. Either, like, their fingers don't touch and they don't get the grip, or, like, it is the most sturdy grip I've ever seen. Like, like when, when Frodo reaches to pull Sam out of the water at the end of Fellowship, and, and he doesn't grab his hand, he grabs his wrist. Like, their wrists interlock, so, like, Which you is a better be, way to grab You somebody. couldn't be more stable yeah. as you're pulling him up. But, well, but Harry unless, tries to... I like the struggle of the two of them trying like to... I said, unless you watch the movie Cliffhanger. <laughs> okay. I don't think I've seen the movie Cliffhanger. Right, he laughs Tell me about the movie Cliffhanger. I mean, it's called Cliffhanger. Okay. That should be the clue right there. Is that the whole movie? Well, the beginning of the movie starts off with, like, him, like, trying to get someone's hand to save someone's life, and that doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't work out, see? So it doesn't... It doesn't, yeah, but Most see, of the time it does, though. I like this, like, tentative, like, will it, won't it? Like, Harry's trying to grab onto Ron, and Ron is working, but, like, they aren't big action heroes. No. This isn't gonna go... This isn't gonna go the way you think because I can't stop talking about Flash Jedi. <laughs> I'm impressed, and um, en- I'm impressed enough that Harry can hang on by one hand. It's yeah to that scary. Door I mean, he's got a white knuckle grip there, right? Well, I mean, like, he does play Quidditch. I'm he pretty does sure that helps. Quidditch. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I I imagine that also probably allays his fears a little bit. This isn't the first time he's been careening above the ground. Like he's probably getting much, flashbacks. Yeah, this, this to is that much first different. Game. Yeah. Yeah. He's thinking, just hold on for one more day. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Ron's so he, over there with his palms are sweaty, knees yeah. weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. <laughs> <laughs> He's nervous, but on his service, he looks calm and ready to drop bombs, but he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. <laughs> the whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go oh as long as you want to go. Go on, you can keep going. No, oh, I think I'd have to pay so, someone oh, if I man. kept going. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, I, I get an angry letter. I definitely like this struggle, though. Like, I think that I think the fact that like they don't get it the first time makes this situation that much more tense, mm. and it also feels like. Yeah, like, if I were a kid and I was trying to, like, either, whether I'm Ron or or Harry, like, reaching out trying to save somebody, like, I don't know if I would get that sure grip the first time. Yeah, no kidding. Like, I'm just sitting here recording and my hands are kind of, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> a little clean. warm. But, like, yeah, like, I know that it would be a difficult thing. And Harry, of course, doesn't, he barely is holding on to the side of the car. And so it's really hard for him to get a good grip on Ron. And uh, and it takes most of this minute for him to pull Harry back into the car because he's still trying to also like keep keep yeah keep, keep the, the car, car like at a, at a good. Do you time. think what would happen if Ron like let go of the wheel? Do you think it would like level out? Like like 
a car, like my car, like we, you align your tires so that if you let go of your steering wheel, like your car should travel in a straight line. Right. Um, and they're already out of the path of the train. Mm-hmm. So I don't think if Ron lets go of the wheel, they're going to like start, well, maybe Harry's weight pulling it to that direction is going to like cause it to turn a little bit. It, it needs a, it needs an autopilot. Or the car would just start it does. <laughs> tilting even more to try and empty itself of these kids that are causing yeah. it so much trouble. Yeah. So I get so, so I go away. I, I think I've talked myself back into the, yeah, he should just like, he's holding the wheel in that other direction to like pull him back up in. I don't know. This is scary. It is scary. It would be very scary for two 12-year-old boys to be in this very dire, life-threatening situation. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, absolutely. This is something that Ron is completely out of his depth on. I mean, this isn't like, you know, Max and Furiosa, where Max is hanging off the side of the war rig and Furiosa's got him by the leg. I mean, this is a situation where... No amount of practice playing wizard's chess is going to prepare you for something like this. No. No. Yeah, there's a reason why 12-year-olds aren't allowed to drive cars. Yeah. Yes. Precisely. Now, there, here we go. This This whole time that Harry is hanging out the side door and flailing around, they're more or less flying, not exactly on level with the train, maybe a little bit higher, but... Uh-huh. There is a zero percent chance that no one in that train is seeing exactly what's happening. Like I want, like, a no, cut. looking out the window. Can can we cut into the train for like just a second Please. to see like yes to see like Hermione and Ginny and Neville like staring out the window. Like what yeah. are they doing? Yeah, exactly. Where's it's like when you're on a school bus, like something's happening. Yeah, where's Colin Creamy? Snapping photos of Harry, like, oh, oh my gosh, they're flying a car. Like, I just, I, I just picture them all pressed up against the, like, the window, like, looking yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, at the end of the first book, everybody knew what happened in the Chamber of Secrets. Everyone is absolutely going to be talking about this because there's no way yeah. that everyone is so self-absorbed that no one's looking out the window right now. Yeah, I think in the book, they play this bit up a little bit. That's a sort of, um, like, oh, you know, we're gonna, can't, I can't wait till we get to school. Could you imagine what everyone's gonna say when they found out that they, they, we arrived in a flying car? (laughs) Like, like, I think that they're like kind of excited about the, the, the fame or the glory that they'll get for this maneuver. I imagine Fred and George sitting on the Hogwarts Express, looking out the window, seeing this and thinking like, Trying to like mentally Why tell we think of that? Ron like how to drive, like just turn the just turn the, yeah. turn the thing, do the just thing. Turn a little, fr- <laughs> if you turn the other way, it'll tilt the car up, and then Harry can just like climb in. Like, oh god, I don't know. It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> can you just land on top of the train? Like if someone wanted, that's, if someone on the train wanted scary. to be a little proactive, they could help out here, maybe. <laughs> right it's yeah. not like they have magic or anything yeah they all have wands and a good portion of them are over 17 so can you know safely use magic i mean they're they're on the train they can use it anywhere i think because hermione uses it on the train in the first movie mm-hmm. exactly so i who on the train would you trust to do a spell to save harry in this moment well hermione well yeah I think only Hermione. Yeah, it would have to be Hermione. Yeah. Well, there are adults on the train. 
Yes. The there's a well conductor and um we yeah we know there's a conductor and we know there's the trolley witch yes. which probably wouldn't be very amused about what's going on right now. Maybe the I don't know how the trolley. I mean, judging by her behavior in Cursed Child, exactly. She only cares yeah. about when yeah. they try to get off the train. She doesn't care about when they try exactly. to get off the train. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Maybe. Someone is trying to help Harry and Ron, but the trolley witch is like, no, you need to stay on this train and not do stuff outside the train. She's like going very letter of the law type of thing. Her students who go outside the train meet with a terrible fate. I don't remember if I'm right about this, Victoria and, mm. and, and, and you guys, but like, doesn't. In the Cursed Child, doesn't the trolley witch's arms turn into spikes very, like, (laughs) T-1000, (laughs) like... The description makes it seem like she kind of, like... It's, like, scary. She is horrifying. I actually didn't really understand what was going on. I had to read it a couple of times. I don't think that she's... I don't think that she's, like, a witch that goes home to her family. I think that she's just, like, a construct. (laughs) But I don't know, like, it's super weird, it's so weird. It, it is really weird. We, uh, we totally read that part. We, like, we, like, <laughs> we totally did that part on, on one of the Quibbler episodes last season. Um, because I was so, I don't want to say delighted, but just, like, it is on, on, on the same level, my favorite and least favorite part of The Cursed Child. It is a terrible thing, and it is hilarious because of that. Yeah. It's entertaining. We don't see the trolley witch again until Goblet of it's Fire, like I think. The, the one and only time, like, Ricky was ever, the like, year yeah. Ricky on the show. <laughs> we should, uh... I've made jokes about it, like, oh, why don't you come and talk about Harry Potter with us? And he's like, mm. Uh. Mm. He could totally be a guest. We have so many empty spots at the end of the No, he got super excited when, we, when I was talking about, like, setting up so that me and him could guest on things together. Yeah! Uh, because I told him how, like, uh, there's, like, Rocky Minute, and I'm like, eh, get back to me when there's Rambo Minute. <laughs> Rambo over Rocky. Uh, and, um... He was all like, no. He's like, I want Demolition Man. And I'm oh, like, of course you do. <laughs> and I'm like, of course you do. Because we have to talk now. about the fast food wars. Yes. yes, exactly. We have to talk about the fast food wars. You know who needs Taco to do Bell Demolition Man Minute? We need to get Crystal Ooh. Beth and John Robert Wilson to do Oh my God, yes. They have the whole running oh joke God, about yes. Taco Bell on their other podcast. They do. Oh, there you go. And it would be perfect. Fifth Element, it is so good. Guys, those of you listening... Like there are a lot of movies I'm in it shows, but if you're not listening to Crystal Beth's Fifth Element, it you're you're doing something. I wrong. mean, at the very least, oh, go on MadMaxMinute.com, look up. I think it's yes. episode 15 that we had Crystal Beth and John Robert on as a pair. Because a lot of the times, Crystal Beth will just go on solo, but we had both yeah. of them on. Yeah, it was episode 15 of oh, nice. of the Road Warrior. They are a delight together. They are so good. Oh, there's so much they fun. Play off I did each other. Uh, I did a couple right. minutes of their show, and I think I'm gonna have the two of them on on uh, this season. I've already talked to Crystal. I don't know. Uh, I might give John Robert Wilson his own week, but I haven't decided yet. I think the two of them together would be a delight. Mm. So we'll see. That's coming up. Oh, fun! Yeah, that's like months away. Still. <laughs> ah. We have so many minutes to cover, you guys. I was scheduling a guest for, like, someone requested minutes near the end of the movie, and I was like, okay, we'll talk to you in May. 
It's like, have a good spring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll see you we'll in the see summer. see you in the summer. Yeah, we were talking to Norman and Cassandra about um, picking up oh, minutes God. for... I know. Um, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, the two, two towers. towers. And they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, you want that section? That'll be sometime in August. And I'm like, we'll be done our se- our third movie by then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that Two Towers is going to take them almost the entire year. Yeah, they're starting on wow. January. F- well, they've started on January 1st, and they're going all the way through to, like, late November. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. It's because it's so crazy. Oh, and, it's long. And wait. Return of the King is longer by like 20 minutes. Fun. Fun. So I think Return of the King will take the entirety of the year. Will take the whole year. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. It's so insane. Could you imagine? Wow. Oh God, I know. I'm. I'm. And this one, this one's our longest. This is our longest movie. When we're through this, we're like, okay, okay. We got through this. We can get through all, all the other ones. Exactly. Oh man, we have so much good stuff to talk about after this. Mm. Not. Not that there's uh, not good stuff in this movie. Yeah. I mean, but Ron is able to pull Harry up into the car. That's good. That is good. <laughs> yes, the movie you didn't go, end. Ron. <laughs> the movie didn't end. Harry did not die. There is more movies. Uh, my favorite, let me tell you, like, we don't get enough of sassy Harry Potter in the movies. <laughs> but But my favorite line of the entire week is, I think we found the train. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like... Good job. Like, right. I feel like it's Ron so got that like, um, super adrenaline strength that mothers get when they lift cars off of their babies. Yes. Like, he got a whole, whole I'm going yes. to save you. Hulked him up into the car. It's like, you're my best friend and I will save you. Yeah. And I love how Harry. Oh my God. Wait, wait, wait. We need, we need this moment with that Celine Dion song. <laughs> oh, that'd be perfect. Right. Just flying towards the castle. Uh huh. Uh, right as he like as he's like struggling and trying to get Harry and he pulls him in and it's oh it'd be so good that must be a long trip if it's already dark by the time they get there well we it was nighttime when they got there on the train last year it was. so we know it's a long yeah it's that's a pretty long much trip. standard operation they leave at right 11 there. o'clock in the morning it's a long it's like a this is like a 12 hour no not this is like an 8 hour 9 hour train ride mm. yeah well it gets dark around like what 6 7 o'clock at night in that time time of the year it's september September, yes so let's say no i think september 1st is before well the okay do they do like daylight savings times in other countries i don't think they do okay so yeah it's probably getting dark at like 6 37 o'clock roughly that's me just like guessing off like ballparking off top of my head yeah, I'm look. I, but I yeah, they left the it at eleven o'clock in the morning. That sunset happens around seven twenty on September first. Ah, okay. So I was late. a little bit. I was a little early, no. but so yeah. So this trip definitely takes They're a lot further north, like nine them. hours. Yeah. It's a long, long train ride. Right. right. Yeah. Well, car ride to someone you would run out of gasoline. How long it, it? How long a train ride it is from London to somewhere in Scotland? Um, let's see. I mean, somewhere in Scotland is a little. Yeah. Worse, but... <laughs> okay, what's somewhere a fairly northern city in Scotland? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do. That you could just... take a train to. I like that I'm making everybody else do work. Well, you don't have a laptop in front of you right <laughs> nope. now. Um. So Rick is looking it up. So for let's me. go from. I could look it up on my phone, but it's just easier on a laptop. So 
going by rail from London to Edinburgh on a modern train is four hours, 51 minutes. Huh. Huh. Yeah. I mean, but this is a steam engine that was built in the late 1800s. Yes. So Mid-1800s. So, I mean... But I don't know how much slower. Yeah. Like, let's say... Let's swap that out for something a bit more further north, like Iverness. Because Iverness, is that the same Iverness that, that um, the, the viaduct is located in? Could be. This is... Uh... Iverness Shire, Scotland. Yeah, that could it, be the same. Yeah, it could be the same. Because, yeah, that then you're looking more like an eight and a half hour train ride. Like I said, on a modern There we go. Train. That makes on more sense. Modern train. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm looking at the map. That definitely makes more sense. And that is, that's a long ride. It's pretty far north. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. I bet that would be such a pretty train ride, though. Very scenic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we see how green it is over the last couple minutes. It's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so should we get to should we get to Hogwarts? Should we take this to to the castle? Yeah. Now that we're talking about the, the sun being down. <laughs> yeah. So the sun is set. The beautiful night. Shot uh, um, I have a I have a quick stupid question about like the headlights on Ron's car, like. I know that the headlights would be useful if they were driving on a road and needed to see, like, where the road is going to turn. But, like, they're over the lake approaching Hogwarts. And, like, Hogwarts is illuminated by its own torches and whatever. What are the headlights doing for Ron? <laughs> Absolutely Like, they don't have anything nothing. to reflect off of. <laughs> well, don't planes have lights in the front of I don't, them? Well... Planes have lights that blink to like do so that you on the ground or that the people in the control towers can see the approach of them. Mm-hmm. But like planes don't have headlights. Right. I True. mean, the only thing that the headlights on this car would do would alert people in the castle to the fact that there's a flying car. Something's coming. <laughs> yeah. 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 Maybe he doesn't know enough okay. about cars, doesn't even know how to turn them off. So I've been teasing this all week about the car and I want to ask a question about the car. When we get to Hogwarts in this minute is the first time we actually see the car acting of its own accord. Because it, like, the steering wheel kind of jerks in Ron's hand Mm. and pulls him, like, around the side of the castle. And we know that there's a protective barrier. There is a magical barrier around Hogwarts. Right. Like, like if a muggle were approaching, we said this earlier in the week too, if a muggle were approaching Hogwarts, they wouldn't see the castle Hogwarts. They no. would see something else. Mm-hmm. So, so Harry and Ron have passed a barrier somewhere between like muggle Scotland and magical Hogwarts grounds. Right. And then the car behaves. Hmm. And so we know the car's been enchanted by Arthur to like to be able to fly, to be able to turn invisible, though it it only works for a few for a few hours, I suppose. Um but here the car acts of its own accord. And I would like to to postulate maybe that there's something to do with like Hogwarts grounds itself or like the magical 
I don't want to say bubble around Hogwarts, but like the magic that's emanating here mm-hmm. is actually feeding the car in a little in in a way. Like most Muggle technology doesn't work around Hogwarts. Like we we talked a little bit about technology and and magic sort of um, interfering with one another, but the car doesn't turn off. The car like gains sentience of a like. After this, every minute we see the car after this, it is doing its own thing. It will literally throw them out of the car next week. Mm. So did the car just become part of Hogwarts at that point? Do you think that Hogwarts is like exerting, exerting influence on the car? I like that idea. Is Hogwarts the Ford Anglia's sire? (laughs) Yeah, I I do think, I do think that like... Hogwarts is now is either like it's either pushing influence on the car Mm -hmm. or something about crossing that boundary woke something up inside of the inside the Ford like it already was enchanted yeah but it has been like empowered in a way that it doesn't require Ron to drive it anymore because it is steering itself around the castle now like he he does not look in control of what's going on. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer. But like that is my theory. Is that, that Hogwarts is influencing this. This it's, change. It's uh, It's been assimilated. Yeah. Into Hogwarts. It is now part of. It's like an appendage. I suppose. A, a well that also means that, that now we have to ask like Hogwarts not is the car its, uh... sentient but like is Hogwarts sentient? And we've like, had we, that discussion. We oh, sort like, of so have had times. this discussion a couple times but yes, in that case Hogwarts then like. Hogwarts is sentient. Everything. I think I mean, so. Everything I inside Hogwarts about... comes alive. Yes. At the, at the yes. battle of Hogwarts everything in there comes alive. Is Mm-hmm. It's all fighting back, like all of it. Yes, it's like Beauty and the Beast with all the yeah, all the. All the burns I everything. I think that Hogwarts itself is the reason that this car becomes self aware. Yes, and well, I, I mean, think it has even... something to do with. I I think there is some lore surrounding Hogwarts, and I I think this comes from Pottermore. I got it from Super Carlin Brothers. It's a YouTube channel. They do. Oh, I love oh, them. I love them so much. I love them. They talked about like the reason <laughs> Hogwarts was built where it was. It was built in a Ooh. specific place. If I remember correctly, it. I think I remember that video. Yeah, it's because that's where the pensive was found. Oh my god! And the the pensive was already there and is a more ancient object than Hogwarts itself. That's. So they built Hogwarts there. So that area, that land, the forest, the lake, the property is a very magical place. It's like inherently magical. Yes. That's why they chose mm. it. So I, and I think it would take some level of inherent magic to produce a place like Hogwarts. It is so yeah. large and so extensive and so populated that to hide it from muggles requires a great deal of magic. Yeah, and absolutely. the defenses that are around it, both in the normal times and then also later on in the series when things get ramped up, 
all the way up to the Battle of Hogwarts. That's so much magical power that is required. Yeah. That wow. I think yeah. the the witches and wizards who are there casting those spells and whatnot are being further supported by the inherent magic. Mm-hmm. And also, it's the perfect place for a school then, because these kids don't have any clue how to handle magic and how to get it to work for them and how to control it. So being in a place that's inherently magical is going to aid them in figuring out how to do magic. Like magical training wheels. Yes. Yeah. It's supporting them until they're ready to go out into the world and use magic on their own. And and like we know we know that that inherent magic has like physical effects. Like not only do we have like the things around Hogwarts coming to life to help in the Battle of Hogwarts, but um, last year because we don't have Peeves in these movies, we did a lot of research on Peeves, and he is literally like a manifestation of childhood mischievousness. Like he's not like a person who's a ghost or something from somewhere else he's literally like manifested there because of the children and students that are training in this inherently magical place i can definitely believe that like there is something about the physical location that is magic and that like the choice to have hogwarts here and all of the other magical things that are like surrounding this place start have a core that it's not like they moved the forbidden forest somewhere with them like these creatures that live there. there have probably been there. Yeah, this place is magical, like a natural magical it's space. So so instead of building on an ancient Indian burial ground and getting a horrible uh-huh. horror movie. <laughs> They're building on top of like You magical... build on something magical stuff and you get just enchanted magical because stuff. Because I can't like, which is awesome. stop talking that's way, that's way better. about Star Wars. Oh my goodness. All the Jedi temples that we know of have been built on top of like places of darkness we have like tangentially the 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 tree on dagobah the cave that luke has a failure in but also um siths the sith temple on coruscant is below the jedi temple that's built on top of it Mm -hmm. and that's why they don't sense that like sidious is there is because it's like they're both in the same space and then in last jedi there is inherently on this island a place of darkness even though that they have like this Jedi temple that is constructed on top of it. Like these, these polar opposites, these places of force of magic of whatever that are like, of course you would want to build yourself, your, your, your magic school on a place that is magical, like inherently deep ingrained, like magical. First rule of, of real estate, Location, location, location. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, they found the perfect place to put a magic school. And they was like, here we go. Like, pff, where yeah. else? Like, and of course it's here. Of course it's here. To continue the parallel, in this movie specifically, we have the Chamber of Secrets. Which yes! is beneath yeah. the school in a place of mm-hmm. darkness. Yeah. Dark. Yes. We, um, <clears throat> I'm actually excited... We only get to talk a little bit about the Founding Fathers in the context of, like, the minutes of our movie. But I'm really excited to talk more about, like, the history of Hogwarts this year. Mm. Because there's so much, so much of of what's going to happen later in this movie goes all the way back to the Founding Fathers. Mm -hmm. And so, like, 
the big issue, the like thing that's lurking beneath the school, the chamber that hasn't been opened in 50 years, the chamber's been there for over a thousand years. Yeah. Like this is not the first, this is not the second time this has happened. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm, oh, there's so much. It no, is, I definitely think Hogwarts is the reason that this car is behaving on its own now. It just makes me think of like, have you ever gone into like a really, really old house or a really old building? Yeah. And it feels like it's breathing. Yes. Like, I can imagine you yes. stand, if if you were in middle of the we night, middle of the night literally Hogwarts. literally know that Hogwarts feel, moves on its own accord. It would feel like it's breathing. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm yes. pretty sure. It would be very eerie. No, we, there are scenes in movies we'll talk about coming up. There are scenes where there are characters standing in the hallway and wind blows down the hall that shouldn't. Yeah, it's just like, why is there wind all of a because sudden? Because And your staircases something. move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We actually, we talked about it a bit because um, there's a couple of moments in the first movie where Harry, like, just inexplicitly finds himself in places he shouldn't be. That, like, the castle itself is leading Harry to things. Like, knows what Harry has to do and is, like, guiding him. Like, literally showing him the door into where the trapdoor with uh, Fluffy is. And showing him the room that... The, the mirror of Erised is in when he shouldn't there's no reason that he should just happen to stumble upon this thing like but if Hogwarts can not only change its staircases but its hallways and passageways and secret we know actually in Deathly Hollows that the castle creates its own new escape route mm. like all of the secret passageways gets closed down when Snape takes over And then it creates one out of the room of requirement to the hogshead. Out of need. Like, Hogwarts knows what this... The school is, I think, very well aware of what is happening here. Mm -hmm. It will protect itself. I I think it's literally influencing events. uh, Self-preservation. I don't even know if it's about maintaining the physical structure. I think it has a stake in what's happening. It doesn't want like it's not it's not a bad school. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it could we could we could happen. go back to like it's like the force trying to maintain balance, I guess, but leading Harry to his destiny. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's why it saves him from the spiders later. I didn't realize we were going to be talking about the freaking school and not the car. <laughs> I think that that's where we're at now. Yeah, you led us down I mean, a very quite... interesting path. Yeah. Yeah. And we haven't even yeah. mentioned the fact that the last thing we hear this minute is Ron looking over at Harry and saying, welcome home. Yeah. I so love this so much. The look on Harry's Ron face. Ron is so sweet. That's so good. Yeah. I just love the fact that like Ron being his best friend. Ron is so well, sweet. It's just a really knows, so like, sweet thing. You gotta thing. think, like, we ended the last movie with him being like, I'm not going home. Like, Hogwarts really. is my home. Yeah. Yeah. So Ron knows this. Ron knows this. Ron is such a great friend. I love, I love Ron Weasley. He's, he's the best friend that Harry could have. Like, period. He's the, he's the best friend that Harry could he would need and want. Yeah. Like he's, he's, it's great. Yeah. And then Hermione's the other side of that. Hermione keeps him on track. Uh huh. The brightest witch of her age. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to get all three of them together again. I know I'm we're just... so close. <laughs> we're so close. We're like weeks away. I'm getting all You were teased with it. We were <laughs> teased with all three of them in the same space and they got split up again. I was like, oh. Yeah. We got back to Hogwarts very quickly. Hmm. 
half an hour this time instead of 45 minutes last time, I think. Yeah, it only took us six weeks this time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because we were... I mean, I think that when Scott came on for, like, the... Like, them getting into the school before the sorting was, like, 45 to 50 minutes. I think. That's just a guess. Yeah, all the Dursley stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because we spent a lot more time with the Dursleys. We only spent 10 minutes with the Dursleys this year. Yep. It's good. Well, of course, it's the first movie. It's all that build-up. It's, you know... Yeah. The precursor to what's going to happen and be his life from then on. So... I'm so happy to be back at Hogwarts. Like... Oh, of course. As much as I... As much as I keep saying that I don't think this is my favorite movie, like... I'm... I'm really happy to be back. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can, gonna be good. You can not home. like the movie as a whole, but you're always going to find those little nuggets of good stuff. Oh man, there's so much. I was just like filling out the schedule for the weeks coming up over the next few weeks, and like, every week, I'm just like, oh my god, I can't wait to talk about this. Yeah, there's always like at least one thing within the week that's going to be like, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Thank you guys so much for being here this week. Yeah, well, thank you for letting us tag along. Yeah, thank you so much. This is like a little dream come true for me. <laughs> no, I'm so, glad that this, I'm so glad that this worked out. Yeah, you told us, I believe you told us when we were on Mad Max Minute that this was uh, one of your plans for a Minute podcast when you started. It was. It was our plan A. I'm sorry that we snagged you, <laughs> I know. and I'm happy right. you were oh, able to join us. That's totally bet, fine. I think it worked out for the best, because you guys are doing such a great job. Aww, and I thanks. get to do Mad Max, which is a series I'm much less familiar with, so I get to learn about that one Learn in new depth. things. Yeah. 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 That's fascinating. The books for Mad I've, Max uh, are a lot shorter, too. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I believe that. I totally believe right? that. Right? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Sure uh, one last time, would you like to let everyone know where they can find you on the internet? Certainly. If people would like to come over to our side of things and see how we do it out in the post-apocalyptic wasteland of the Mad Max series, they can go to our website, primarily madmaxminute.com. They can find us on our Twitter account, at madmaxminute. You can join us on our listeners page on Facebook, Mad Max Minute Beyond Microphone. And then, of course, we are on iTunes and Google Play where people can subscribe there, too. Yeah, so everybody, please go check out Mad Max Minute. And you can, of course, you know all of our plugs. You can find us, Facebook, Twitter, all those things. Harry Potter Minute and the Listener's Army is the best place to engage with us for the conversation. I tweet, but I'm not the best at Twitter. So, like, Facebook is definitely the place that you're going to get the most interaction between Victoria and I. So, Harry Potter Minute and the Listener's Army. <laughs> well, you more than me. But, yeah, but you you lurk. People know you're there. I know you're there. I see that you've seen my, stuff. My presence is there. You 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 post every once in a while. I'm 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 more creeper than anything. That's fine. <laughs> Victoria's there. You'll know. You'll it's, know. It's so funny. He'll come back and be like, "Oh, this was on the page." I'm like, "I know. I read it." So you're like, "Well, you I didn't uh. I, exactly." I'm like, "I just don't comment or do anything of else." I know. <laughs> and then and then everyone, if you if you like our format, you can go to moviesbyminutes.com. And find all of the other minute shows. Like I, I think uh, I mentioned at some point like this 70, week that there's 75. like over seventy five of them now. Oh, at least so you can go check those out. Yeah, and growing every day. Growing actually, <laughs> I think I think the website will tell us exactly how many people are on the website right now. Oh my, seventy five is still quite a bit. Yeah, it was seventy five last I checked. Oh, we are by almost to eighty. We're there are currently seventy nine movies by minute podcasts oh, on the wow. site. Wow. 
By the time you're hearing this, there might well be over 80 different shows. So there you go. So there you go. And and you know, those of you listening, if there's if if your favorite movie isn't being covered already, we highly encourage you to start your own. Like we're we're such a the, the movies by minutes community has been so open and so helpful in starting this. Like everyone's super like welcoming and encouraging and like I cannot like more movies by minute shows, please. Like not all of my favorite movies are covered yet. Like someone needs to do them. Mm-hmm. I can't do them all. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. You could try. I could try. I will damn <laughs> well try. Gary would try. <laughs> uh and then yeah, come back next well, I guess I should plug our Patreon too. Check out us on Patreon, yeah. like we mentioned earlier this week, because we're gonna be doing another Quibbler episode tomorrow. Victoria and I will probably continue talking about Dumbledore. And yes. uh <laughs> more 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 american hogwarts more more american hogwarts we'll figure that out at some time coming up and uh, we're also covering the chapters of the book so this week probably maybe next week we'll be talking about the chapter of um chapter 5 of chamber of secrets talking about the whomping willow so join us for that and then and then come back next week for minute 31 of harry potter and the chamber of secrets mischief, mischief managed Aw, yeah. Have fun with the pugilist plant next week. It's going to be fun for you. (laughs) 